it was all because of the goodness and the grace of God. But we made it.
enjoy singing. I so enjoy singing with him. Amen. But thank God as much as I love singing his praise. Don't nothing beat the word. Don't nothing beat the word. There were some songs I sang. I didn't remember the words. I made up some. You hear me? I made. And nobody know. I just kept singing like I was like I was singing the word that was wrote. Guess what? You can't change the word of God. Amen. It don't need no help. to hear a word from the Lord. Amen. We know he using Minister Ryan again, but we about to hear a word from the Lord. I'm asking that there is no distractions, Lord, to the ones that you know need to hear this word. Don't let us get distracted, God, by nothing. We rebuke the devil right now, God, in the name of Jesus. We bind and cloud up and cast them out so that we can get what we need. Yeah, so we can get what we, whoever we are. Amen. Let's stand to our feet and receive Minister Ryan if we can. If you're old enough to stand and your head ain't real big. Stand to your feet, wave your hand, point your hand at Minister Ryan and say, Minister Ryan! Preach the word. Minister Ryan! Preach the word. Thank you, Mr. B. First, giving honor to God, who's truly the head of my life. Amen. To Pastor in her absence, Amen. to her husband, Minister B, Amen. to the ministers, evangelists, deacon, Amen. everyone else in their respective places. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. I love that song. I am the great I am. All right, amen, amen. I used to be a person that when I came to church, I didn't come for the choir. I didn't come for no songs. I wanted to hear the word. And so in my young, young, young days, I used to kind of not show up until the word was coming. Then you heard God's was like, I ain't Yeah, that's what happened. But I... As I got older, you learn to have a, an appreciation for gospel music. Amen. Say that. Say that. Yes, It's easy to appreciate worldly music, but it's not so easy to appreciate it gospel music when you're young. You ain't been through nothing. You can't really understand what it is that they're talking about. You don't really have that close of a relationship with God yet. But there will come a time in your life. I like to call it when you become the wise man. Because all your life you're looking up to wise people. You're asking wise people for help. But at some point in time, you become the wise man or woman. And you have to lean and depend on God yourself. 
And that's when you start to realize that there's so much power in these songs that have been passed down generation to generation or uh, just written for a purpose such as this. The Great I Am. Every part of that song. I should probably preach a sermon on that song. That'd be cool. I'm thinking about that. Somebody write that down. But just the little parts of that, that do, 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 it just feel like something is about to happen. It's an anticipation of something great about to happen. And then when you hear the, the bass line, it's like, when you feel that bass in it, I feel like that's God. Like, here I am. Here I am. And the words, they speak for themselves. You got me playing it a whole different way. Yeah. I love it. If you really sit there, even even not if you don't even play the you don't even sing the song. Just hearing the beat to me, I feel it. It's kind of like symphony music, you know, when the symphony plays. You can you can have a story going on in your head. You don't know what it is, but you have the emotions of that song. That's how I feel every time I hear that song. And I only heard Minister B play it and sing it. I don't even know what the original song is. All right. I don't know what it is. I've been looking for the great I am all over the place. Hopefully, I find it. Amen. Because I'm, I need it on my, on, my, uh, on my tunes on my way to work. I need to play that sometimes. But just when you think about the great I am. King of kings, Lord of lords. You are the great I am. And when, uh, when Moses asked God, who, who should I tell them that I am? That you are. Who should I tell you you are? He just said I am. If that ain't the coolest thing ever, okay. somebody like, who are you? I am. Okay. It's just like that. I am. <laughs> and you can just let it sit on that. I'm sure that's how they felt when he spoke. And that's it. I am. Powerful. Amen, amen. All right, all right. Let me. That's, uh, that's extra. That's extra. Amen. All right, all right, all right. So I do have a sermon this morning. I do have a word. I want to recap before I really get started. Recap what we've been going over throughout the entire series. This has become a series. So it's three parts to it. First part was today. Second part, tomorrow. Today's portion, the third part is. And the day after. And the day after. Today, tomorrow, and the day after. Or no, and the next day. Let's do the next day. Next day sounds better. Today, tomorrow, and the next day. Yep. Amend that. Today, tomorrow, and the next day. We were talking about Exodus. We were talking about the Israelites uh, escaping Egypt where they were under bondage yes. through Pharaoh. We looked at ourselves through Pharaoh's eyes. Amen. Rather than us uh, thinking that we were the ones in bondage, right, we thought of ourselves where we're the ones in power. Right. Because we can say yes or no to what God asks us to do. Amen. God asks us every day to say, uh, to, do we want to let something go of the world? Uh -huh. Do you want to let your flesh go? 
Are you, do you want to let your phone go? Do you want to let your video games go? Do you want to, uh, will you let your friends go? If it'll free you from this bondage. Will you just let it go? And will you let it go today? And some of us, we just said, no, nah, we'll let it go tomorrow. That's what Pharaoh said. I want the frogs. You can pray the frogs away tomorrow. I don't need a good night's sleep. Just wait till tomorrow. And then that led us to tomorrow itself. Part two. Where they find themselves leaving Egypt, the Israelites. They're uh, uh, making their way out following the pillar of fire. Jesus, I mean, God is leading them to where he wants them to be. And good old Pharaoh, see yourself in him changes his mind the next morning. He's not ready to let go of all those things. Not ready yet. Not yet. What about tomorrow? Maybe maybe after I'm married. Maybe after I get my own place. Maybe uh, maybe when I find another church home. Maybe maybe when I'm 25. Maybe when I'm 30. Maybe when I'm 40. Whatever your tomorrow is. That's what he said. Tomorrow. And when tomorrow came, he still wasn't ready. Still didn't want to let go. Held on to it. Chased after it, we learned. It's one thing to hold on to something, but it's another to let it go and chase after it. Chasing after your sin. Chasing after the very things that God told you to let go. That you agreed that you would let go. And then not only just the next day, you forgot your covenant with God. Your promise, your word. That's all we got is our word. I'll be back next Sunday. How many times have we heard that? We have heard that a lot. Friends, family, loved ones, whoever. I'll be back next Sunday. Oh, I'm coming back. And then tomorrow happens and maybe they went chasing after what God told them to let go. And when God decides to make a way for you, Across the the, uh, the Red Sea. Mm-hmm. When he parts those waters, when he puts the sin to, to the sides, mm-hmm. he holds it back. Holds it back from crushing you. Yeah. That's right. That's to give you as much time as possible to yeah. change your mind. Yeah. And turn around and go back. Yeah. And finally obey. Yeah. Finally stick with, stick with God. Stick with Jesus. Yeah. He held it back as long as he could. Then it came a time when God said, okay, and he let it go. And that's when those waters came crashing down on Pharaoh yeah. and everybody that Pharaoh knew. Mm-hmm. Or probably at least that was under his command. Right. Uh-huh. All of us, we are, we are commanding souls uh, uh, underneath us, whether we know it or not. We have children. We have loved ones that follow us. Uh-huh. Uh, as, a, as a pastor, pastor has a flock here. Uh-huh. We're all following her, and we're following her lead. Yes, sir. So if she leads us astray, we go astray. Amen. If you lead the people in your life astray, uh-huh. they go astray. Amen. And God holds those things back because he knows how important you are to everybody you know. He doesn't want you to die. 
He doesn't want you to perish or suffer. So he holds it back for as long as he can. But at some point, judgment happens. At some point, there is no more tomorrow. At some point, God is fed up with it. At some point, God is through. And it's not a punishment. The, the, ocean, the ocean falling on top of Pharaoh and the, 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 uh, uh, all his followers, the chariots, the horses, all the soldiers, it wasn't a punishment from God. It wasn't a punishment. All he did was step out of the way and let the ocean do what the ocean do, which is crash back together and flow the way it flowed. The only thing God did was intervene to hold the waters back. That's what he does for us. He holds back all the things that are going to hurt and destroy you. He holds it back as long as possible to try to get you to change your mind, to get you to, to be a better leader. Because that's all he wants. He wants a better leader from every one of us. How can you be better every day? And again, the bad things that happen to us not because of a punishment. It's because God said, okay, you said you could do it yourself. Go right ahead. The second you say not today, but tomorrow, you said for today you can do it all yourself. And so I'll see you tomorrow. As for some of us, tomorrow is 50 years from now. And for 50 years, you've been out here toiling with yourself and all the negative things in your life. All the things that you could have had off of you just if you just prayed and said, yeah, pray the frogs away today. Not tomorrow. Right. But today. And that's where we are. Pharaoh passed. All his soldiers passed. And the Israelites, they were still alive. The people that obeyed God and went on a cross, they didn't wait. They know what the ocean does. They said, hey, I know God holding this, but I don't know how long he's going to hold it. So let's get across there quickly. Amen. Amen. And when they got across, they looked back, and I'm sure they were, they probably had some, you know, uh, as friendly as you can be in that situation. Probably some people you knew, some people that may have been kinder to them than other slavers there. Like, hey, you know, that dude was cool. You ever had that? You know, you work with somebody, they, you know, you ain't really like working there, but eh, you know what? This dude was cool to me. Yeah, that's right. So you, you care. Yeah. So you wouldn't want to hear anything bad happen to them. I'm sure they felt that way. When they looked back and everybody was drowning. Nothing they can do, though. And they went on. And when they got a chance to, they realized that this is where you made it to the next day. And that's where we are now. So we in part three, the next day. So I'm going to start y'all with a scripture. So now, if you can stand for the reading of the word. We are at uh, Exodus. Chapter 15, verse 11. Exodus chapter 15, verse 11. All right. And it reads, Who is like you among the gods, O Lord? Glorious in holiness, awesome in splendor, performing great wonders. You may have your seats. Amen. May the Lord have a blessing on the readers, hearers, and especially the doers of his most holy word. Amen. Who is it like you, 
among the gods, O Lord, glorious in holiness, awesome in splendor, performing great wonders. Now, in our scripture last week and the week before, if you recall, that was Exodus 8 and 10. And in that scripture, it said, do it tomorrow, Pharaoh said. All right, Moses replied, it will be as you have said. Then you will know that there is no one like the Lord our God. So there, he said, you're going to know there's nobody like the Lord our God. And here it is, a, a, a chapter later. Who is it like you among the gods, oh Lord? Hmm, sound like nobody like you. Glorious in holiness, awesome in splendor, performing great wonders. King of kings, Lord of lords, the great I am. Right? And so here we are. So now we're going to switch perspectives. We're going to be back to the Israelites. So we are now the Israelites. Uh, Pharaoh has passed, and we're going to say that we made the right decision, and we chose uh, today that we were going to follow God. So what happens now? Y'all, you're up on dry land, dry er land, higher land. You've seen everything. You've done everything. You're finally out of bondage. They took the time to celebrate. Yeah. Which we all should do. Amen. If you're in bondage and you know your life has not been going so well, you were uh, under the thumb of the devil, all right. and you get a chance to pull yourself up yeah. or get a chance to get yourself out yes. through the power of God, that's the time to celebrate. Amen. This is the time for us to celebrate. Yeah. And the celebration should never stop. never stop. It should always stop because you have always been brought out. Yes, Lord. And that's something we should always remember. Yes. Give, give God a hand for bringing yeah. you out. Now, the issue here is that we're all human. And unfortunately, we just look from one problem to the next. Rather than being totally okay with, hey, he brought me out. It's a new day. I can start over. All that kind of stuff. They're just like, now, where the food at? Where are we going to sleep tonight? Where the water? <laughs> we just on to the next problem. Y'all ever had a blessing happen? You've been worrying about this thing forever, and the second it happened, you ain't even got time to thank God for it because you like, oh, well, what about that other bill? Some of us been in bondage of some bills. Student loans, electric, uh, Ameren, who else you got? Missouri water, whoever you want to name. You've been in some bondage. Spire now, they changed their name, but I still owe you money, so it don't help me none. But when you're under bondage, you just, man, I got one thing over here, and I'm over to the next thing. I got this $200, not another $200 over here. Uh, now I, need, I got this one car done, and I get, need to fix this one. I do it all the time. Okay. So I am guilty. This is me. Okay. Where the water at? Do we have any water? Is there any food? Where are we going to sleep tonight? And God just like, I just got you out of Egypt. If you just walk a couple more feet. <laughs> That's all he asking us to do. Just keep walking. But this is when real life starts. Real life starts after you've been brought out. After you finally said yes to to God. Yes to Jesus. That's when real life starts. Because now you have uh, responsibilities. You have something to live for. 
You have people looking up to you. Amen. People looking after you. Before you could just, yeah, you could sleep on Sunday till 3 p.m. Uh, it didn't matter. You didn't have nowhere to go. Right. But now that you told God, yes, you got to be in Sunday school. Amen. And Bible study. Amen. And sometimes, uh, but you got to remember, you were brought out of bondage. Amen. Today is the next day. It's different now. That's right. Why wouldn't you want to show the great I am? Right. How great he is, yes. why he's great to you. And it's not just, yes, we worship on Sundays. But if you truly come in and you truly open your mind and open your heart, church can be a transformation for you. Every time you're able to come through the doors, it can be a transformation. You can learn something. Something that'll change your life forever and for the better. Something you may have been doing that you didn't realize was in error. Oh, you'll learn it if you keep coming to church. You will. Somebody let you know. And, it, and it, I don't even mean that in a mean way. Some, you might just not even notice. Nobody else might not curse. Sometimes the whole church is in error. So ain't nobody pointed out to you. And then you read a scripture and you're like, oh, hold on, this. That's exactly what we've been doing all this time. Okay. You mean I wasn't supposed to do that? Okay. You mean I was supposed to be tithing? See. Oh, no. Like, you mean I was supposed to be giving offering? Right, both of them at the same time? What if it's one one week and one the other? What if it's one every month? Something. Just, you know, switch back and forth every month. You know, on the even months, <laughs> pay my tithes on the odd months, just offers, <laughs> so I can catch up. And that's what we do. We negotiate with God. But this should be a time in your life where you no longer focus on those things. Because you already told God yes and agreed that you would allow God to carry you the rest of the way. He's going to do his part. Why you why you walking if somebody gonna carry you? Okay. Why are you doing it? Cause I know when you're a little baby, uh, if, since I got little kids now, six and four, when they were tiny, tiny, we would carry them all the time. Right. Then there come a point where we was like, you know, we ain't carrying you no more. But God never said that. But if we had never put them kids down, they wouldn't know how to walk right now. They'd be riding on our backs, looking around. But God wants that for us in the spirit. He wants us to depend on him for everything. All we have to do is focus on not living in sin. Focus on doing things the right way. Focus on learning more about God and more about the things that he has in store for us. Learn more about his grace, more about his mercy. It's all in the Bible. But if you're not there to hear it being preached and taught. Yeah. Or if you don't open your Bible on your own, you're not going to get it. Amen. And that's the important part of the next day. Things are not the same as they used to be. Amen. And they never will be. Because you're no longer under bondage. Amen. But it is a new day to do something else. Yeah. It's a new day to start all over. Yeah. You already choose, you chose to obey God's call. Amen. Yeah. 
And choosing to obey God's call is different from if he made you do it. Right? right. I always heard when I was little that the difference between us and the animals was that we had free will. We could do whatever we want to do. Dogs going to do what dogs do. They ain't got no free will. We can make every single dog we want to go fetch a stick. So you ain't got no free will, brother. Dog. But some of us out here living in this world, like, we ain't got no free will. That, that song tell you to drop, you gonna drop. They say throw your hands in the air, your hands in the air. But when you come to church, all of a sudden, you don't know how to put your hands up when we ask you to. Right? The songs tell you to do all kind of stuff. You're like, well, I gotta jump on one leg. That don't make no sense. Yeah, why I'm sliding to the left, why can't I slide to the right? Why can't I freestyle right now instead of doing the dozen? It don't make sense. But in the world, we have no problem doing exactly what we're told. As it should be in the church. For some reason, we don't think that the song, we, don't, we think the song has our best interest at heart. <laughs> right? I know the church has the best interest, my best interest at heart. But we think the song does? That we do everything the songs say, but the church? Some of it. Maybe today. Not this week. If I get too mad, I won't come back to church. And you be missing. I'm, I'm going to another church that ain't asked me to do nothing. You know how we do. We run. We run from God. But it's a new thing now. It's time for you to let go of all that. All that disobedience that we've been holding on to. Let it go. Don't chase after it. God been knocking the same thing out your hand for 30, 40 years. If you're old. If you're young, he's been knocking something out your hands since you was little. Two, three. Put that down. Put that down. Put that down. I'm glad I don't have that, them days no more. Not as many. But kids are still, they still do it. You got to pick up something. I told you three weeks ago don't pick that up. So why are you picking it up now? God told us three weeks ago don't pick up that drink. Don't pick up that smoke. Don't pick up that habit. But we're still doing it. Some kind of way we still being addicted to heroin. Okay. We all know how bad heroin is. Why people keep trying it? Somebody had to come to you and say, hey, you tried that heroin? Heard about that heroin? And for some reason you thought it was a good idea to try it. And I, my heart goes out to those people because once you get on it, you can't get off. So children, if you did not know, do not try heroin. Don't try drugs, period, but don't try heroin. I think it's single digits for you getting off of heroin once you start. The odds. I don't want that. But you got better odds in the church. You got better odds with Jesus. You got better odds with God on your side. Isaiah 43 and 19 says, Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and the rivers in the desert. So he said, I'm going to do something new. I'm not going to do what you've been doing out there because it was wrong. They didn't get to the other side of the Red Sea and then uh, shackle themselves back up. 
and, and have, hey, hey, can, can you get the hip whip and whip us? Please, sir, master, can you whip me? It ain't been the same since we left Egypt. I hope ain't nobody say that. Ah, you laugh, but we do it in the world. Amen. When I had some people say, hey, I'm, I was strung out on crack, and I got off it, and then they ran back out, shackled themselves back up. Don't know why. They just couldn't let go. They had to chase it. Women, men, if you, you get a second chance, why are you out here doing the same thing again? Don't chase it. That same thing is going to kill you. It's going to destroy you. It's going to crush you just like the ocean did or the Red Sea did to the Egyptians. God brought you out for you not to go back in. Coming to church reminds us that we were once in bondage. That's right. Amen. And it also reminds us that we are now free. Amen. And that we don't have to do those things. And it's a new day. Yeah. It's the next day. Right. So why are you still doing what you did three days ago? Oh, I don't want to do that thing anymore. Amen. I already did it. Amen. I do Amen. Why would you want to go back to something where everybody's telling you what to do and when to do it? And you know it's wrong. Okay. Doing what you're supposed to do and listening to somebody and doing it okay. is, is a, a rewarding feeling. Mm -hmm. When you're in the right. When you're in the wrong. Or you want to go back to jail and you already been there? Right. 23 hours in, no. one hour out, and the hour you out, you got to watch your back the whole time? Yeah. But his brothers and sisters out here that they don't know what else to do, so they want to go back. Mm. But, but they didn't feel that way about leaving the church and wanting to go back. Mm -hmm. wow. Some kind of way inside of us, our flesh wants to be in bondage. Mm -hmm. Our flesh wants to chase pornography and, and drinking and smoking okay. and cussing and things like that. Mm -hmm. Everything that's wrong. Right. And the world to laugh and reward you for it and they'll tell you how it's okay. It's okay because they in bondage too. Can't nobody in prison tell me that prison is a great place to be. You should come and visit. <laughs> Can you imagine that, Mr. B? Hey, man, you, you ever been to, to D-Block? You should come and visit. Just steal something. You could be there for a little while. Free room and board. Nah, I'm cool. I'm not interested. Because that thing comes with a lot of bad things. There's some brothers up in there I don't want to see. I don't want to see them. I don't want to talk to you. But God, He's done so much for us. He's done so much for us. Even when we didn't want it. That's the crazy part. You was blessed and you didn't even know it. Blessed and you didn't even know it. Walking around in your wrong, wondering how come, how come uh, JoJo got shot, but you didn't. How come this person got HIV and you didn't? Amen. How come this person got herpes and you didn't? Amen. How come some kind of way you made it to uh, without having uh, children out of wedlock? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How that happened? You was doing all the risky things that everybody else was doing. But some kind of way you got brought out. And instead of, instead of changing your life around and saying, thank God, you think that you just did it on your own. Like the world owed you that. 
I learned in my growing up that the world don't owe you nothing. Amen. No matter how good you are, That's right. God don't owe you nothing. Amen. He gave you everything already. Yeah. If he blesses you, that's extra. God didn't owe me nothing, even if I was being good. That's hard to think sometimes. We think that, you know what, we going for every good thing I do, God going to bless me, and he's going to do something else good for me. And then at some point, you think he ain't got to do nothing good no more because you done saved up. That ain't how it works. That ain't how it works. Not how it works at all. Nat, Nat, you are super sweet. I'm sure you're super good all the time, as far as we know. <laughs> yeah, I was checking her expression. Yeah. Don't look at her, Mama. I'll see. You. But it don't add up like that. You hope it does. You pray it does. But it may not. That may be the time that God says, "Oh, you know better. I'm not gonna hold this back from you." I'm going to let you get it. I'm going to let you take that whip and beat your own back. It's not what we want. He gave us free will once we got to the other side of the Red Sea because he needs you to appreciate what he gives you. You can't appreciate anything that when you're just when you're made to do it. It's not the same. All of us were made to wash the dishes when we were little. Right. If we was brought up right. Sure was. It might be somebody. Nat Nat Natalie, you washing dishes? You washing dishes? Oh, okay. All right. Woo! Woo! I was worried for a second. But we all had to wash dishes. We had some kind of chore we had to do. But guess what that prepared us for? Being a grown-up. Because when you get grown, you got to wash the dishes. You got to take out the trash. All the things you didn't want to do when you was little. Even I'm not doing this when I get older. Yes, you will. Because you ain't got no choice. What you going to eat on? You only got so many dishes. Eventually, you're going to run out no matter how rich you are. Something you got to do. And those things prepare you. When you're little, we tell you, no, don't do that. Yes, this is good. This is bad. You're taught good from bad from the, right. from the first day you're born. That's right. If you're doing something wrong, we tell you. It's down in us to do that yeah. so that everybody knows. And even when you don't know, you just get a feeling in the pit of your stomach that I shouldn't be doing this. That's right. I tell Trenton all the time, I said, he's like, how do you know if something's good or bad? And I said, listen to the voice in your head. Oh, he gonna come out. Come on, Trent, I'm talking to you too. But we know what it is that we're supposed to do. And what we can't, what we shouldn't be doing. Listen to that voice. That's God telling you, no, that's not right. He may not break it down to you. You may not even know why, but you know. Can't kill Abel. He knew it was wrong. Uh, Adam and Eve, when they ate that, ate that apple, they knew it was wrong. Amen. Knew it was wrong. They was told one time. Well, Adam was told. I don't know if he spread the word or not, but he knew better. He should have told her, like, yo, we ain't supposed to eat that one. Like, thanks a lot. And just left her to, to her own. But we know. Because God has taught us. He's put it down in us to know. We're given a chance to choose to follow God. Yes, yes. We have a chance to choose whether it's today, tomorrow, or the next day. Right. Which day you want to live in. Okay. 
Some of y'all just want to live in yesterday. You want to go back to how it was? Anybody here want to go back to how it was? No, not usually. I don't know how great your life is if you're like, yeah, I want to go back. I don't know. Ms. Russell, you was balling back in the day, I heard. You want to go back? <laughs> yeah, but it, there was some good and some bad, but you knew what you didn't have back then that you got now. You was on your way to hell back then. You didn't have Jesus back then. Not the way you got it now. So is it worth getting rid of all that? Yes. It was worth getting rid of. Getting rid of. Yeah. You can have all the houses, you can own all of East St. Louis, all of St. Louis, and you ain't got God, you ain't got nothing. Nothing. You think you got respect, you don't even have that. What people respect is righteousness. And that can only be had through following God and Jesus Christ. We got to choose whether or not we worship God, whether or not we come to church. How we, how we uh, uh, celebrate being brought out of bondage. And sometimes for the children, when I was young, it was hard for me to understand because I hadn't done anything wrong yet. So it was very hard for me to understand, oh, what are these old people talking about? Okay. You know? Just like, eh, hey, God, you know, he's, he's cool. I ain't had no problems. I really ain't had to depend on him. The day will come. Amen. The day will come. Yep, keep it. That's what my granddad used to say. Keep laying down and getting up. And then something happens. And then you look. I tell Miss Michaela that all the time. Because I don't think she understands. Like, like God, we are holding back the world from coming down and crushing you. Young lady, and you don't even realize it. You've lived the best life that you could ever live. You live a better life than me and your mother ever lived. You in the better houses that we ever, every house we didn't got was better than the last one. In some kind of way, at one time, remember she said, uh, th this house isn't big enough to invite my friends. Because they was balling for real. Evangelist, they was over in Barrington Downs. They had the three car garages. We only had two. I was like, we ain't had no garage when I was little. Or it had a bunch of stuff in it so you couldn't use it, it wasn't a garage. I was like, I wish you had a door didn't open. It was nailed shut. I don't even know what was in there. But, like Miss Michaela, God is holding all that stuff back from her and waiting on her to make her decision. Are you going to follow me or not? And that's going to be everybody's day in here, young people. It's going to be your day. Drill, you may think you had your day already, but not yet. What are you going to do when the time comes when you become the wise man? When your brothers look to you for guidance? What are you going to do? Your mama can't be here forever. She can't. She's trying to put down all she can in you now. Dragging y'all to church. She don't, it would be so much easier sometimes just not to come to church with your, without your kids. Like, woo, why don't y'all just stay at home? So I can listen and get something for myself. But we fight and fight and fight. So that we can help you. We have fought for you. Drill. We have. My wife was talking about y'all on the way from church last week. And she said, we haven't seen them in a long time. Where have they been? And I said, you know what? You're right. I said, I hope they're doing okay. I'm going to pray for them. My Lord. And here y'all are. Thank God for that.
Thank God that y'all okay. Tell your brothers that we, we love them. We want to see them back too. I'm glad to hear that you're doing better. I'm glad God just continues to bless you and give you another opportunity. That he keeps holding back all those things. You know the things that you've done. You know the consequences of those actions. And they haven't happened yet. Just thank God for it. Don't keep. Don't look back. Don't worry about all the ones that's drowning in that water back there. You didn't hear that sermon, but when they walked through the water, when that water came crashing down, you can't look back and say, "Oh, that was my friend." You could have drowned too. But God saw fit that you didn't. Or no, actually, you know what? I'm gonna give you some credit on that. You saw fit that you would get out of that, got out of that place, and turn your life over to God. You sat on that mercy seat. You said, I'm ready to change. Right. You fought it a little bit afterwards. Yeah. You know, you know, I kind of like swimming. Okay. That's kind of, you know, I, I like swimming. I like the ocean. I like the beach. All right. All right. But that ain't for you. That's right. He wants you away from that deadly water. Amen. He wants you away from it. Yeah. You can walk back into it whenever you want. Mm -hmm. I, I hope you don't. Amen. But you got that free will to do so. That's right. And anybody else in here, y'all also have that choice. That's right. What day are you living in? Today, All right. All right. tomorrow, or the next day? And each one of those days, in this story, in our story, we have a chance where we can change things around. God is great. Was is and forever will be Amen. great the great I am and he's there waiting for you if you don't have a church home if you listening if you viewing if you hear this at a later day because I'm going to have to put this on like a podcast or something I'm going to get it back out there you have a chance to turn your life around today the day that you are listening to this if you're here in this house, you got a chance today That's right. All right. to say, hey, not never again. Yeah. I don't want to do that no more. Right. My life is different now. Yeah. Or if you if you was just a goody-goody anyway, okay. like I once was, maybe you just want to say, hey, I want to make a public statement yeah. that I love Jesus yeah. and he was my savior right. and he died for my sins. Yeah. Never forget that he brought you out of bondage. He brought us out of bondage with that sacrifice, with the crucifixion. And we'll never be back in it again unless we want to be. All right? So hopefully that uh, helps somebody. I know a lot of times when we preach in these sermons, you're like, I'm preaching to the choir. I need people to hear it that wasn't there. Find the link to it and share it. Tell people to go find it. I'm going to get it out some kind of way. But just find it. I got it. I'm going to put it on MP3 and I can send it out that way. But for now, everybody on Facebook, share it to your friends. Have them look at it. Seriously look at it and ask some questions about it. Challenge them on it. Sister Kim, you, I bet you know a lot of people. You seem cool. To, this is a party spot at your house. Y'all kick. Not like that. You know what I mean. But I mean, just the fam. Just the family. They hanging out. They kicking it. I'm like, they always look like they having fun. They smiling. 
All those people that have come to the party or come to church. If you living right, and if you handling things correctly, your kids too. You the boss of them. They don't do nothing that you don't say do. They don't listen to me. <laughs> they listen to you. So it don't matter what I what I say or what I do to them. They only gonna listen to you. All of us have that power in our lives. And if we follow in God, nothing can stop us. We can just pull everybody with us to heaven. It'll be a great day. But unfortunately, you gotta get them here to do that. Amen. Amen. So again, thank y'all for everything. Thank you for the opportunity uh, to pastor.